<laughs> Devin, what's going on? I've just, I've just had all too well on repeat for research, and I just can't stop crying. Hello! Welcome to T2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Afterglow and about the importance of fighting for a relationship you believe in. (sighs) Okay, and today (laughs) we are discussing the song that may be her most beloved, All Too Well, from Red. (sighs) I love this song. And guys, I have a confession. I have been really nervous about recording this episode. This song is so important to me, and I just want to make sure that we cover everything. All Too Well is the fifth track on Red. This was part of her continued trend for having her fifth track on her albums being a deep, emotional song. Red was released on October 22nd, 2012, and this song was co-written by longtime collaborator Liz Rose. The song has been played live 96 times. Crazy. 73 times back in 2013 on the Red Tour. Seven times in 2014 on the international leg of the Red Tour. Only once on the 1989 tour. So if you happen to be at that concert, like, that's awesome. Yeah, let us know. That that was the only 1989 concert where she played it. And then four times on her Reputation tour in 2018. Uh, She's also played it on the NPR Tiny Desk series and the City of Lover concert in Paris. When performing the song, Taylor generally plays it acoustically on the guitar or on the piano. When she first started playing it during Red, the section of the concert where she played it on the piano was like a whole piano set. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then on the Reputation tour, she played it on the B stage, Mm -hmm. which in that one, as you said, she has that awesome sparkly green kimono kimono jacket thing and and green guitar. Yeah, that yeah. There's some really cool videos on YouTube, fan videos of those kinds of performances from the rep tour where people just lose their minds when she starts playing it. I can only imagine. Yeah, well, it's really cool, too, seeing kind of the evolution of the song and how the fans from the beginning to now, like, scream along and the passion they feel for this song Mm -hmm. as well is, like, so awesome. And just how behind Taylor they are when this song comes on. We're going to really get in depth into the song, but before we do, I want to read part of Taylor's opening notes to the Red Album CD booklet, because though it applies to the whole album, I think it really applies here. So I'm reading only the first section. We will share the second section with you on a different song. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you Swifties probably know these notes very well. Yeah, we're probably not telling you anything new. Yeah. You, you, You all know this. Yeah. So this is the first section of Taylor's opening notes to the Red Album in her CD booklet. There's an old poem by Neruda that I've always been captivated by, and one of the lines in it has stuck with me ever since the first time I read it. It says, Love is so short, forgetting is so long. 
It's a line I've related to in my saddest moments when I needed to know someone else had felt the exact same way. And when we're trying to move on, the moments we always go back to aren't the mundane ones. They are the moments you saw sparks that weren't really there, felt stars aligning without having any proof, saw your future before it happened, and then saw it slip away without any warning. These are moments of newfound hope, extreme joy, intense passion, wishful thinking, and in some cases, the unthinkable letdown. And in my mind, every one of these memories looks the same to me. I see all these moments in bright, burning red. Mm. She's so brilliant. Oh, my God. I just love it. I love that. I think it applies so well to this song, um, especially the idea of these heightened moments and these moments that you feel in a relationship that then you lead to this letdown, uh-huh. when, which is the heartbreak. Yeah. I especially love the line that she quotes, love is so short, forgetting is so long. Mm. So to give some background before we go into the song fully, my first major heartbreak, first love heartbreak, took place right before this album was released. Mm. And so I really, I feel this song, I feel the album read very much, but this song just connected with me at the exact right time and the exact time I needed it. Mm -hmm. And that idea too of forgetting is so long and how some of the scars that happen from our heartbreaks or someone hurting us can last way longer than even the relationship did or the love did. I definitely feel a very much a personal connection to the song, as I think most people who have experienced heartbreak do, but it happened right when I needed to mm-hmm. <laughs> And that goes back to every one of her albums coming out at the exact same time of your life that you were feeling the exact same things. Yes, we went through seasons of heartbreak you guys at similar are, times. You guys are connected. I feel that. Yes. yes. This song is a masterpiece. It's a perfectly crafted story. Um, and we're going to go through the whole song giving our reactions to it. Yeah. So let's do it. Okay, here we go. I walked through the door with you. The air was cold. But something about it felt like home somehow. And I left my scarf there at your sister's house. And you still got it in your drawer even now. Wish we could sing it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great opener, and it gives the audience that little chance to scream their freaking heads off uh, once it continues. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is like a little intro verse, and then when she goes into a little instrumental afterward, in all of the videos, people are just like, oh my god, people are going to love this song! Yeah. <laughs> and it makes sense because the lyrics are incredible. So this first verse, this relationship and this part of the relationship was in the fall. The air was cold. And she leaves her scarf at uh, this person's sister's house. And apparently he still has it in his drawer even now, which is interesting. And we'll get back to that scarf, I think, at the end of the song. Kind of is a full circle, if you will. Mm-hmm. The air was cold can be very direct and specific, but I also think it can be metaphor for how she may have been feeling walking into that house for the first time, that it maybe did feel a little bit uncomfortable and that she wasn't really sure if this was a good place or not, but it did feel like home. And so she kind of just like shrugged that off, Mm -hmm. you know, which may have been a precursor to how the relationship actually went. And she didn't really know how it would uh it would affect her but she just kept going with it 
Yeah. It's definitely a cool theory. And I like the idea of like double meaning in certain lines because I know Taylor does that all the time. Even though I do think there was called just as referencing fall. But I Most still like likely. the theory. Most likely. And I think that the way this song opens up and we talk about Taylor being an expert storyteller, it's the detail that she goes into and the details she uses that make us really like latch on to this story. So she's mentioning, you know, how she felt entering the house and the scarf. Like she uses these details that just paint this picture for us of what this relationship was. So next line. Oh, your sweet disposition and my wide-eyed gaze were singing in the car, getting lost upstate, autumn leaves falling down like pieces into place, and I can picture it after all these days. I I love this, especially that we're singing in the car, getting lost upstate. Anyone who, you know, loves music or loves singing in the car, there's this connection of when you're just happy singing in the car with someone you love. Mm-hmm. It's just like this magical feeling. And then, you know, she calls this her autumn song, just that image of New York, upstate New York in the autumn on a road trip. I can really connect to it growing up in this area. And also, the so much of this song, what makes it so special is that she highlights these specific moments that stand out in a relationship that we all have our own versions of and mm-hmm. she has. And so I can imagine like each partner I've had singing in the in the car and like having some kind of like a special moment with them where you're just like wow I'm really happy right now and I just like can really connect to that line absolutely and it's crazy because she's writing so specifically about one relationship and her experiences with it but again it's universal to any relationship Mm -hmm. these were her experiences but we've had those too like we have our songs in the car that we listen to whenever we're driving Mm -hmm. you have that with that person yeah and 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 that's so cool i also love the imagery of autumn leaves falling down like pieces into place Mm -hmm. that was a moment in her relationship where everything was right they were driving there together. They were happy. It was wonderful. And and the autumn leaves, they just look like they're falling for us. Yeah. You know, it, this was a good time. This was a, lo- a really good memory. Yeah. And th- that is what makes the next pre-chorus even more difficult and melancholy. And I know it's long gone and that magic's not here no more. And I might be okay, but I'm not fine at all. Oh. Oh, God, that just is so good. And heartbreaking. And heartbreaking. <laughs> well, yeah, heartbreaking, the melancholy of it, to know that you had that memory, to know that you had these beautiful times with this person, and and it's gone. Mm-hmm. And this person hurt you, and you don't have what you wanted It's really sad. And the line, and I might be okay, but I'm not fine at all, is I think something that every human being has said and felt before. Because when you go to work, when you go to school, when you go to a family reunion or whatever after a breakup, you say, yeah, I'm okay. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm fine. You know, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. And then they, they leave the issue alone, but inside you are not okay. Yeah. But you just say, you say you are so that you don't have to talk about it. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that line is just so good. And I just remember, you know, being like, okay, I'm okay. I can function and do my normal life stuff. But like, I'm really not fine. Like, it's still really rough. Like, my heart still hurts. I just feel this like pain inside still. And it lasts for a long time. And then we get into the first chorus. 
Because there we are again on that little town street. You almost ran the red because you were looking over at me. Wind in my hair. I was there. I remember it all too well. I love this. And I think there's just so much imagery, especially in a young relationship of like driving places and that feeling of the wind in your hair and just being so into the person you're with and being distracted and almost running the red. I just think it's just like the images are so vivid. And yeah, and this is her first mention of the color red in this song. Oh, yeah. Good catch. She says it a couple of times, but this is the first one, and this being from the Red Album and her association with Red is is interesting. And also, you know, the Red mean in a stoplight, it could be a warning or something um, for her, and the imagery again of that. Uh, however, there, it was a stoplight, but he was looking at her... So maybe he had conflicting feelings Mm. about how he should go about things. Maybe that was a moment when he was starting to think about breaking up with her. Mm. That's really interesting. I've actually never picked up that she uses red there as a stoplight, like in terms of the color red. Mm -hmm. Ever. Mm. That's so crazy that I never... I like it. It's cool. Like just now. (laughs) Which is interesting because in the next paragraph, so uh, that was our first chorus. Mm -hmm. Um, Second verse here we have photo album on the counter your cheeks were turning red oh my god wow i can't believe this my mind is blown right now wow (laughs) you used to be a little kid with glasses in a twin-sized bed and your mother's telling stories about you on a t-ball team you tell me about your past thinking your future was me Mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna point this out to begin with t-ball really hard sport (laughs) That's the one you connect to. <laughs> you know, as as a kid, I was really bad at T-ball. Mm. And it shouldn't be hard because it's a ball sitting on something. It's not moving. And yet, can't hit it for anything. <laughs> I don't think the T-ball is a metaphor, though, here. <laughs> it might be. No, not at all. I don't think so. <laughs> I love the imagery in this. There isn't really any, I don't think, metaphor or anything here, but just her lyric and the the images that you see when when your cheeks were turning red, he's embarrassed, a little kid with glasses in a twin-sized bed, like this person, the man that that she's in a relationship with used to be this little kid. So what happened along the way? Like, how did he turn to such a jerk, you know? But again, this is a really happy memory she looks back on this moment as something that she cherishes Mm -hmm. that she she got to meet his family like obviously that's a big deal yeah I relate to this line a lot I think anyone who's like been in a serious relationship that feeling of like getting to know someone's world and their family learning their history seeing their baby pictures or Mm -hmm. funny like childhood movies it creates this deeper layer to a relationship before you know that information. And you can tell by her here talking about used to be a little kid glasses in a twin size bed, like the idea of knowing someone so well that you know their past and you think you're their future. Mm -hmm. Like you just know all these details and you learn about them in a way where you're like, this is going to be it. Like I want to know you inside and out. And I think that that was how she felt in this relationship, which makes the morning of it so much harder. She was was in it for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And... That, you're right, makes it all the harder. And I know it's long gone, and there was nothing else I could do, and I forget about you long enough to forget why I needed to. Ugh! 
Such a good line. Such a good line. <laughs> uh, I think this is just, it's so brilliant. The idea of like, there can be moments where, you know, you're going through heartbreak and it just feels like it's never ending. And then you kind of start forgetting or feeling like you're okay. And then it hits you mm. and you're like, oh, shh shoot, it came right back at me. And now I remember why I had to forget because I'm in so much pain. Exactly. Yeah. She's reflecting to the idea of, I know it's long gone. So she is reflecting back on it. And this idea of when someone hurts you and breaks up with you and you're reflecting on it and you're like, how can this still be hurting me all this time later? But it does. And that's okay. And everyone heals in their own way. And there are still moments, too, where if I think of too vivid a moment from a past relationship, it can still hurt me. Yeah. You know? Because there are just things that last and hurt some hurts that last. Mm -hmm. So we get to uh, the next chorus. Because there we are again in the middle of the night. We dance around the kitchen in the refrigerator light. Down the stairs. I was there. I remember it all too well. This is maybe my favorite image in the whole song. Mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And how much I love dancing with you. Mm -hmm. Any Anytime you break into random dance, like, that's so fun. Yeah, and I so mean, romantic, and romantic, too. romantic. And then to think you left the refrigerator door open. So mm -hmm. maybe he caught her as she was getting something to drink or whatever and just spins her around and starts dancing with her, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, it's it's so beautiful. Yeah. Very relatable to this idea of when you're in love that you kind of forget anything else and any moment can just be this magical moment. Even like taking something out of the refrigerator or you just forget and you're just so enamored with the person you're with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. Maybe we got lost in translation. Maybe I asked for too much, but maybe this thing was a masterpiece till you tore it all up, running scared. I was there. I remember it all too well. Oh, and this is the part where we get into the song where she starts, you know, really going into how it fell apart and how she was hurt and where the relationship disintegrated. And I just love, you know, her, the questioning, maybe we got lost in translation. Maybe I asked for too much. Like, maybe it was something I did. Or maybe you messed up. Or maybe you threw me it all away for nothing. And I just, I love that feeling. And I can relate to this because, like, in my big heartbreak that I relate this song to from that time in my life, you know, that feeling of being taken for granted or that you were someone special who they didn't appreciate or just kind of threw you away and it didn't matter. And, and that hurts a lot. Yeah. So many times when your heart is broken or when you're on the receiving end of a breakup, you think it's your fault mm. and you keep coming up with ideas and reasons of why it was what you did wrong and like oh man well maybe I just didn't listen it has it had nothing to do with you and, mm -hmm. and everything to do with the insecurities of that other person yeah and that is something that I think everybody feels in relationships at one point or another yeah and the, that's that running scared like scared of yeah. what that love is or scared of what it isn't yeah mm -hmm. and in terms of musically here, the percussion and the beat of the song starts to pick up pace and it starts to get a little bit more anxious mm -hmm. and a little bit more... Like heightened. Heightened, yes. Because now we get to her big, big chorus. She pops up the octave. So yeah. she's been singing down in, in her speaking voice for the most part for this whole time. 
reminiscing and it's been this low key but now she's popped up one octave and she is letting them have it and she is mad and she just you know hey you call me up again just break me like a promise so casually cruel in the name of being honest i'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying here because i remember it all 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 too well and that might be single-handedly the best chorus verse anything that she's ever written i mean the way that she uses that imagery a crumbled up piece of paper and then her succinct way of saying how he broke up with her Mm -hmm. casually cruel yeah oh he didn't really care you know he made the gesture of breaking up with her and giving her that and who knows uh, we don't know how he actually Mm -hmm. broke up with her but that combination of words casually cruel is just really real yeah like and you know those people who have done that to you you Mm -hmm. know that feeling of somebody just being like well you know it just didn't work out sorry yeah well and in in the whole in the name of being honest so many people who hide behind i'm just being honest right and how that there's a way to be honest and cruel or honest and you know empathetic yeah and so like that that idea of you know well just to be honest and like then drop something so mean Mm -hmm. Mm. oh yeah this is i mean this is just the best i love this line i thought it was a bridge for years apparently it's not a bridge but i thought it was call me up again just to break me like a promise like oh the idea of like A, it's the broken promise of the relationship, the broken promise of I want to be with you forever, and then breaking her like Mm -hmm. a promise. Your her heartbreak, she's breaking just like that promise broke. It's so good. And the crumpled up piece of paper lying here, like just like feeling so helpless, so hurt. And this person has just hurt you in this way that you can't even imagine how someone you love so much could hurt you so much. Yeah. And remembering all those moments. And Gosh. that hurts too. And and this, especially this moment in every video, in every performance, in every time we listen to it, in the car, in everything, the listener and the fan just screams along with her. Yeah. And it feels so good yeah. to just like yell this out and to feel like f you yeah (laughs) the line is so cathartic like even just now as we're reading it and i've heard this song thousands of times maybe millions and even now just reading it like i could tear up that's how much that hits me okay next uh verse Mm -hmm. okay next verse time won't fly it's like i'm paralyzed by it i'd like to be my old self again but I'm still trying to find it. After plaid shirt days and nights when you made me your own, now you mail back my things and I walk home alone. Whew. So this idea, time won't fly. It's like I'm paralyzed by it. I'd like to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find it. So, I mean, I relate to this so much. So after that first really big heartbreak, it happened in August 2012 during the Summer Olympics. And I was so so upset that I was so depressed and like basically like the word I use is like catatonic and like I was just lying on the couch and all I would eat was white rice and Cheerios and like for those of you who don't know me as well I'm a big eater I love all food (laughs) and so that was a big serious sign that something was wrong and all I could do was watch the summer olympics gymnast women's gymnastics team and (laughs) and how I met your mother (laughs) and 
I wasn't myself. I'm usually a vibrant person. I usually love my life, love my friends. And I was not myself. And I was paralyzed by this hurt and the time couldn't move fast enough. Like I just was stuck in this place and I needed to get out of it. And I wanted to be my old self again, but it, it, it takes time. And so that feeling of being like, will this ever end? Will I ever be myself again? And the answer for those of you who might be in that place, the answer is yes, you will. Yes. And I did. And sooner than more recently, you know, it took me some time, but I got there and, and she just gets it. (laughs) Yeah. And just the idea of like made me your own, this idea of this relationship where you feel like so connected to the person and like you're theirs and they're yours and you're intertwined Mm -hmm. and that you think you made your future with them. And with the walk home alone, when Taylor sings this, she's so sad. Mm. And she usually just takes this moment to pause and feel it. And then the fans let her know, you're not alone. Yeah. And I love it. And another moment when they just scream their faces off. Yeah. For her. Yeah. And I don't really have too much to add to that because you put everything so beautifully. Thank you. But the song has become the anthem that she's given to so many people to help them through experiences like this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It goes back to the universal truth of this song and that everybody has this and everybody has memories that they try to forget, but they can't. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool. Yeah. It's so good. But you keep my old scarf from that very first week because it reminds you of innocence and it smells like me. You can't get rid of it because you remember it all too well. So this is the final pre-chorus. And back to that scarf from the first verse, he's held on to it. Mm -hmm. He can't get rid of it for who knows what reason. But he sends her everything else, you know, uh, you mail back my things and I walk home alone, everything else. But why hold on to that scarf unless he wants to feel something about Mm -hmm. it? He doesn't want to forget about it at all he maybe realizes that what he did have was really amazing with her and that he's messed it all up Mm. and now what i guess all i have is this scarf yeah you know i see it as kind of the idea of like relics from past loves that you hold on to like trophies no not trophies because trophies got this weird like conquering thing but like memories that are still like okay to hold or just the idea too And I don't know this, but the idea of the person who ends the relationship, they might be more at peace. They might not, but Mm. they might be at more peace so they can hold on to it in a positive way where it doesn't hurt them the same. Sure. Is kind of how I view it. But then I also think after a certain amount of time, you do get rid of those things. Yes. Kind of. Metaphorically. He probably has by now. Yeah. We have to mention too... How, you know, so much of it, so much of the song, Taylor's saying, I remember it all too well. But here she turns it on its head and says, because you remember it all too well. well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I like that idea, too. You know, you never fully know how that other person feels after it's over and you don't talk to them anymore. You don't know how they look back on it. And then there's always that part of you who's like, well, do they miss me? I don't know. Okay. Because there we are again, when I loved you so... Back before you lost the one real thing you've ever known. It was rare. I was there. And I remember it all too well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. And I, I just love that, that idea 
back before you lost the one real thing you've ever known, like especially in that early love, new love, first love. And I like that. It, it was rare I was there. I remember it. The idea of when a relationship, when you get thrown away, it's easy to be like, well, that wasn't a big deal. Or it's easy to be like, you're over it. But when you know that something was important, like it was rare. I was there. Like you don't get to tell me that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I was there. My feelings are valid and they matter. And I just think that that, yeah, it's obviously I'm relating to it with how passionate I'm feeling about it. No, of course. <laughs> and it's and this course is interesting because the first two are really beautiful memories. You have the dancing around the kitchen in the refrigerator light and the driving upstate. You almost uh, ran the red because you were looking over at me. Really, like, wonderful memories. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the third one is her letting him have it and, like, I'm really upset and this one is more of a, I think you. she's turned the page on how she feels about it. Mm-hmm. She was angry and now she realizes that she gave everything to this relationship and she has nothing to regret about this relationship because it's made her stronger in who she is. Mm. And she knows that I, I know that I loved you and I know that what we had was good. And I know that it was the one real thing you've ever known. And I don't have anything to regret about this relationship. You know, it's, I it's, love that. it's a memory. These are memories of hers that may be hard, that may be difficult to look back on, but that they were real and they were there and their experiences that she doesn't want to forget Yeah, because they made her who she is, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that this is a really beautiful cap to the song mm-hmm. that it's very, I don't know, cathartic. It's very cathartic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then we bring it in for the ending. The outro. Oh, outro. Wind in my hair. You were there. You remember it all. Down the stairs. You were there. You remember it all. It was rare. I was there. I remember it all too well and that she's saying you remember I remember and you know we can't sing it um, because of legal reasons but (laughs) the way she heightens on each of these lines it's so powerful and you're like yeah you do remember it all and so this outro here is the feeling of each of those previous choruses so wind in my hair was her driving down the stairs in the refrigerator light and then finally it was rare and also, what's cool is the rhyme scheme of the, that internal rhyme there. So, wind in my hair rhymes with down the stairs, rhymes with it was rare, wow. but those are all at the beginning of the sentences. Um, and then, of course, you were there, you were there, I was there, and then you remember it all too well, of course. That's so, so cool. I never like picked up on that. Yeah, and it really helps with the building that you explained of that every time she says the next line, it builds and builds. And then finally she's like, I was there. It was rare. I remember it all too well. It's a masterpiece. It is. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. And we're not going to tear it up. No, (laughs) we're not. And I hope no one ever tears this one up because I think that it should be like on the list of everybody's songs to listen to at least once in their life. Now we are getting to our segment called Gossip Gab. So, you know, we went through the lines and related to them, but obviously we know this song is about someone and maybe some mix of things, but so we're going to go into it. The hidden message in the liner notes for this song is Maple Latte. All Too Well is generally understood to be about Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Taylor had a much-photographed romance with Jake during the fall of 2010, and they even spent Thanksgiving together. Apparently that they were extensively photographed drinking maple lattes in Park Slope, (laughs) which is why everyone was able to connect this maple latte Uh to Jake. Yeah. It also makes sense because that's like around who she was dating at the time, and it was very publicized. But that's, I guess everyone knew that she would order maple lattes. Like the barista was quoted talking about it or something. Oh, wow. And then, you know, we got to give a shout-out to... Maggie Gyllenhaal, Jake's famous acting sister, uh, for the line, left my scarf there in your sister's house. I will say Maggie has been asked about this and she has no idea what the scarf is. Ah. She does. But what? here's what I think. And this is what's interesting. And I don't know where I read this. I remember reading this years ago and I don't know if it's true and I couldn't find the source. So sorry, everyone. But I remember once reading that's actually Taylor who still has the scarf and kept the scarf. And she just turned that line on its head because she's a songwriter and she can do what she wants. Sure. I don't know if it's true or not, but I remember once reading that. But that, it would make sense that Maggie Gyllenhaal knows nothing about this damn scarf. <laughs> and Jake doesn't have another sister, does he? No, he has one sister. Yeah, yeah. And Taylor has a brother, as we know. Maybe yeah. not everyone, but as we know. Right. I just like the imagery of it and the idea of it. And I do think he might have given her a scarf for hmm. one of her birthdays, but I'm not certain of that. Hmm. So other fun, exciting things about All Too Well is that Taylor has hinted that there is a longer version of this song Mm -hmm. that Swifties have been clamoring for for years. So this is the quote from Taylor. All Too Well was the hardest to write because it took me a long time to filter through everything I wanted to say. It started out being a 10-minute song, which you can't put on an album. I had to filter it down to a story that could work in the form of a song. Mm -hmm. And apparently Liz Rose really helped her do that. So we all talk about this 10-minute extended version to the point where I actually thought it had been released at some point. Yeah, you were looking for it everywhere. Yeah, and I should have known that if I'd never seen it, it hadn't been released. Right, because everybody before us in the Swifty community would have been able to find it, I'm sure. And so, you know, we all yearn for this 10-minute long version of this song. This song's kind of mythologized in the fandom, Mm -hmm. and I kind of equate it, and I don't know, this uh, reference might just be for niche fans, but I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan, and I feel like this is her Thunder Road. If that makes sense. It's this like long, powerful ballad um, that we all just love. As of today, we still don't have the 10 version song. I don't think it ever really was it recorded or exists. She should probably release it when she re-releases her albums. Do you think that she would do it for like a deluxe version of Red or like a bonus track for her re-releasing Red? Maybe, but I think it depends truly on how she feels about the song if she feels it's finished. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think she's going to extend it just because we want her to. Yeah. And I think that that 10-minute version, I don't think it's actually like a really finalized 10-minute yeah, version. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But last year, actually, Taylor released some of her original lyrics in the Target release of the Deluxe Lover album. She like releases parts of her journals. So here are some notable lines that fans found in her journals. Mm-hmm. Okay. I walked through the door with you. The air was cold. Pictures on the fireplace. You're showing me around. So it's a different version of that intro line. Mm-hmm. Um, it still talks, it kind of has that feel of entering a family house, but I feel like it's not as strong of a line about how it felt like home. Definitely not. And this is kind of another version of a, of a former line. Here we are again. You're crying on the phone. Realize you lost the one real thing you've ever known. Mm. And that's interesting because that shows kind of the idea of that maybe he regretted ending it that because he, he realized she lost it. Uh, He lost her, but she's upset about that happening. Yeah, or that maybe he broke up with her on the phone. That could be too, yeah. I mean, I like how she put it here more because it shows a lot more anger and it's a lot more... Yeah. 
on him. We don't know fully how he's feeling there. And I like that the song takes that angle. Right. Okay. You'll mull back my things in a box with no note, except for that scarf from the very first week. Yeah, you keep it in your drawer because it smells like me. Ooh. It's just a weaker version yeah. of what she ended up with. sassy. Yeah, it is a little sassy. Okay. Um, and this one's kind of like a different version of the chorus. There we are again when you blew the candle out, took this blazing love, steered it right into the ground, running scared, I was there. Oh, that one's good. I like that one a lot. Steer it right into the ground. That would have been cool to have put with the driving yeah. aspect. You that know, metaphor. Of the, of the, we're driving upstate and you steer it into the ground because your driving is terrible, Jake Chillin. <laughs> well, and it also connects to her song Red, where the idea of love being blazing and like uh, driving a new Maserati mm-hmm. down the street, mm-hmm. which we'll get to, um, but this idea of this intense love that like just runs wild. Yeah. Yeah. I like that line. Yeah, that one's good. And then this one, um, it was the one real thing you've ever felt and you remember it all too well. Instead of the, it's just a different kind of the tense, one real the thing way you've she ever said known. it. Yeah. Yeah. Still a strong line, but I do like, ultimately, my consensus is I like how she ended up the, doing oh, yeah. the song. Yeah. I don't know if you heard us, but it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. I still would love to hear all these extra lines, though. Okay. And then, you know, whenever we get tidbits from Taylor where she confirms things or takes uh, says her takes on songs, obviously, we want to include that here as much as we can. Obviously. Um, so this is Taylor's take on All Too Well from... The Reputation Tour live performance that was on the documentary, as well as she also kind of mentions the same idea during her Tiny Desk concert. I'm going to just quote her. This song is one that it's weird because it has two lives to it in my brain. In my brain, there's the life of the song where the song was born out of catharsis and venting and getting over something and processing it. And then there is the life where it went out into the world and you turned it into something completely different for me. You turned it into a collage of memories of watching you scream the words to this song or seeing pictures you post of me, of words that you've written, of having written the words in your diary or showing me your wrist and you have tattoos on your skin. And that is how you have changed the song all too well for me. And I love this. I love this nod to the fans and how the fans took this song and they took it from her venting getting this catharsis out and then this community where she's like, I'm not alone and I have all of you and we've all been there and we all feel this together. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's it's so interesting and a lot of her songs kind of run this path and just, you know, the, the differences that happen when you start growing up and and your life changes and you have different world experiences and uh, things can change for you and the the meanings of these songs can change for you and the meanings of of your past relationships and how they affected you might be different today than they were when it first happened oh absolutely i think that idea of as time does pass you do change, you change the way you feel and you can look back on things in a different way and they also don't hurt as much anymore, which I think is important, especially for some of our young listeners to know that it does, time heals all wounds and it does like you do, your perspective changes every year you grow older. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I know it's going to be hard, but what's your favorite line? The whole thing. (laughs) 
good. <laughs> the whole thing. I I can't think. It's just all perfectly written. I'm a musical theater guy, and so I kind of hearken this song to a Stephen Sondheim song. The the concise way that she's able to speak in in it, and the images that she's able to procure in the shortest sentences that you can do it in is a skill. And that comes from me who's also trying to write a song too. Like it lyric is so hard. Mm -hmm. And so a song like this, where you're able to evoke all this emotion with very little lyric is so beautiful. But my favorite imagery in the whole thing. And I said it earlier was, so there we are again in the middle of the night, we dance around the kitchen and the refrigerator light. Mm. That image to me is just gorgeous. Yeah. How about you? Okay, so my favorite line is actually six lines, but like <laughs> I can't narrow it down, so please don't make me. <laughs> okay, so I, you guys probably can get this from when we went line by line, but I love, hey, you call me up again just to break me like a promise, so casually cruel in the name of being honest. I'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying here because I remember it all, all, all too well. And then I include time won't fly. It's like I'm paralyzed by it. I'd like to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find it. And I said this all earlier, but this just encapsulates exactly how I feel about heartbreak and exactly what I was going through at the time. And I will always love Taylor for getting me through it and helping me mm-hmm. at that time with this song and many others. I, I'll, I'll give you that. That's that's one line. It's one line. Yeah. You sing it all in one breath, basically. Basically. And <laughs> if you don't have any punctuation, then it's a line. Exactly. There you go. So Gab on a rating mm-hmm. of one to ten old scarves. What would you rate this song? I think it's no surprise. Pretty much any list that rates Taylor's song puts this at number one. It's true. This song is a 10. It's it's a 10 across the board. I love it. It's probably my favorite Taylor Swift song. It's just an epic, and I love it. So yes, 10. Oh, and it is an epic. <laughs> is this our, is this our first ten? Oh yeah, of course oh, it I is. It. What are the other songs that we've listened to? That's Perfectly true. Good Heart, A Place in This World, An Afterglow, and, and Twenty Two. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. True. This is a ten. Yeah. I will give it ten old scarves as well. Caveat though, there are going to be I think a couple of songs that get tens. More than a couple for yeah. me, for sure. So, so a 10 doesn't necessarily mean it's like our favorite, best, like most amazing song, because you can't go higher than 10. No. You know? Like, if we could, this would be like a 50. Yeah. You know? And and our rankings, we just posted them on, on uh, Instagram a couple weeks ago as well, and you can see our current rankings before we did the whole podcast and everything. All Too Well is pretty high. It's your number it's one. It's my number and, one. And it's my number three. Mm-hmm. So, but throughout this process, we will be giving tens to other songs. Definitely. Oh, for sure. There, there are some others that we are very fond of. And this one, I think, is our first ten, and it still will be at the top, I think, no matter what. Yeah. I think it'll be really interesting to see how we, as we listen to every song, if some songs kind of sneak into our favorites Mm -hmm. we'll see yeah this is like this is like the first i would say that tens are going to be like our top tier you know yeah so like if you would think of our ratings in terms of tiers maybe Mm. that a 10 is going to be like the upper echelon if you will i get it i agree yeah i agree 
We want you all to keep listening along with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a long one. It was a long one, our longest yet. Check us out on Instagram. Interact with us. Let us know what you thought. Let us know if we missed anything. Let us know what how you feel about this song. We already know that a lot of you love it from our post a couple weeks ago. Um, and again, that's at Tay Dizzy Podcast. Please, we want to hear your thoughts. We love interacting with Swifties. Absolutely. It makes us so happy. And it's been so fun already interacting with so many of you. It's been really cool. Yeah. Also, if you like the podcast, we want to start getting more visible. So please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it really actually helps other people be able to find the podcast and search for us. Yeah. Next episode, we will be covering All You Had to Do Was Stay from 1989. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. See you next time.